You can tell everybody. You can tell everybody. You can tell everybody. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. Well, that's a person with a healthy dose of self-confidence, aloe black, and if it's what I imagine runs through the primitive mind of a puffer fish at full inflation, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. <laughs> and here we are in the, in the, at the home base here. It's exciting for me. Uh, whenever somebody says, yes, I'll come up to your, <laughs> to your place midday, not everybody does, Sharon. Not everybody does. I so. took a chance. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Sharon Spell is with me. Sharon, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. I've lived and through uh, the podcast so far. so <laughs> Everything's good. Everything's fine. No, it's great. And uh, uh, thanks for walking over. You a fan of this kind of... We had some snow this morning. A little bit of snow. But not bad once, once you had to cross uh, the BQE. You're okay. That's right. Everything was fine. Uh, uh, by the time I left my penthouse in Astoria... Uh, the snow had cleared. Just a little dusting <laughs> on the ground. That's wonderful. I'm sorry that we're not closer to the Gowanus at this moment because it's nice to go this time of year and just bounce quarters off of the uh, gelatinous goo that runs down there. Oh, yeah. Well, but uh, it's a little bit of a nicer view over here. Astoria, that's a kind of a comedian's grotto up there, isn't it? That's right. That's right. That's uh, where everybody lives. Everybody lives up there. If you feel, if, how long have you been there? Uh, since I moved to New York in 2007. You knew it was a hot spot. I got very fortunate. I, that's the first apartment I moved into. I'm still in it. That's good. I landed very well. You got roommates up there? I have a couple of roommates. They have day jobs. Yeah. I don't have a day job. So you got it's, the place to yourself. That's pretty sweet. That's nice. Yep. Well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, they're good people. You write up there? You have a place where you can write? Write words? Sure. With like Comedy jokes? Oh, I don't sure. know what, what yeah. you, whatever you might write. Do you uh, write stuff or you just, go, write just stuff. wing it? Just do it. I write stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I remember stuff. <laughs> That's the key part. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? It is. It is. And, of course, you hail from Hattiesburg? Mississippi. Mississippi. That's, right. That's a state I've never been to. Well, it's south of here a little bit. It's south of a lot of places. <laughs> I gather. I've been to Mobile, Alabama, and I've been uh -huh. to New Orleans, and uh, I've been to so many great uh, places down there in, in, the, in the deep south, but not, not well, to Mississippi. Well, Hattiesburg is known as the Hub City, and yes. that is a nickname left over from railroad days. And uh, it was about the same distance to go to Mobile, New Orleans, uh, Meridian, Natchez, Jackson, yeah. state capital Jackson. So you were really so the center the of it all. The city. That's right, like the South Welsh Central. Fargo wagon would come through there. <laughs> Is that how you got all your clothes and things? Uh, for, yes. Yeah. Uh, in modern day Hattiesburg, we still depend on the Wells Fargo man to bring us <laughs> our Nikes. And um, <laughs> you get excited when you hear the old train whistle blowing. Ooh, new shoes. <laughs> new shoes. <laughs> Coming into town. <laughs> Lace them up. <laughs> it's a popular phrase still today. Lace them up. Lace them up down there. And uh, and when did you move? You then moved to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. How old of a person were you? I was a, a child still. Yeah. In adult terms, I was a <laughs> grown-up child. I had graduated from college and oh, went so up there. Advanced. To uh, an advanced child, yes. <laughs> And um, I went up there to bum around with a friend of mine and then found work and uh, life. And I lived there for a while. And when you say Good. bum around with a friend, what, what did that look Just, like? I didn't have any you plans after rail? college. You take and, the train uh, up? Yeah, they uh, have a good train. No, they don't have it. It's the Amtrak. It's fine. Amtrak's fine. Amtrak's it is wonderful. what it is. 
Um, well, Amtrak on the East Coast is fine. Amtrak going from Pittsburgh to uh, New York is a little... Uh, yeah. It can be a little of a patience game, I'll say yeah. that, because the freight line has the right-of-way leaving sure. Philadelphia. Sure. So, What's that, a Keystoner? A Keystoner? Is that the line the that runs line? out there? I think it's just Amtrak. Keystoner might terminate know. in Harrisburg. Maybe. I'll have to check. Maybe. <laughs> Hold on. I, I don't know. <laughs> We've just scratched the surface of my train knowledge. I know a little bit about a lot of topics, and so as soon as we get past the surface, I bail. No, I understand. I, I, I flail understand. my arms, and I panic, and I jump out of a window and into the river, and then you never see me again. But that's what happens to me sometimes in the improv stuff when Ooh. I would take classes, because people would get started on something. And, and you I, don't want to play. Well, I just I can't go that deep with it. I yeah. can say a general thing about it that might get a laugh once, but boy, I can't re- return to that beat. You got to play to the top of your intelligence, but then what if somebody introduces the Babysitters Club That's as the topic? That's what I mean. And, I have zero intelligence. Say, like, I that. am a grown-up. <laughs> 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 I don't know what that is, but you're supposed to play to the top of your intelligence and just and, and admit, go with it. Yeah. yeah, or admit that you don't know what that is. Right, but commit to the bit somehow. It's you make a, it work or you not. Make it work, and uh, or you become a Gila monster, <laughs> and jump out a window and into a river, and then nobody ever sees you again. That's always a strong choice, isn't it? It's the strong character move I like that, to make. Yeah, yeah. That's me in the game portion of everyone. And it comes to the game. Well, I'm out. <laughs> jump out the window. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and because we are, we're going to talk about transportation a lot. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I just want to point out, because some of the keen listeners may hear a truck go by, and that's because we're on a main transportation route down yes, here at the port. So yeah. uh, that's uh, that's um, that's commerce at work. That's progress. That's a lot of commerce in your front window. It is. You really you get fond of certain shipments, and you hate to see them go. Uh, but yeah. I know that they're going to places like Hattiesburg, and sure. some children will be excited for that. So you really spend a lot of time there growing up. I thought maybe you were a young child and moved from the from Mississippi. Oh no! Um, you see, I'm steeped kind of, in it. Yeah, I'm kind of a vampire, and nobody knows how old I am, except a you. lot of people know how old I am. Uh, <laughs> except for that subset. It's not a secret, but it's private. So it's a nebular topic, just like my weight. Anyway, it's uh, all right. It's all right, but yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in Hattiesburg That's growing good. up, and uh, yeah, I through, went to the, through the Wilson there. administration. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, through integration. Oh, so you got me to admit that, <laughs> sneaky Dale, so sneaky. Happy ninetieth. Well, coming up. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I don't like to talk about no, it. You look good. I think I'm going to Spa Castle. <laughs> For my 90th. Is that the thing that's in so Jersey? Nice. It's in, they might, there might be one in Jersey. There's one in uh, Queens. Oh, Queens. At the end of the seven line. Gosh, they got everything over you there. You got to get to the end of the seven line and then take a van. <laughs> that's, that it. sounds relaxing. It sounds not sketchy at all. <laughs> and is it an actual castle? It's a five story building. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but is it, it is. Does it have like a, uh, like a fake no. facade? It just looks of some like, kind? A, like a hotel type. Thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, a building. It's a building. And massages but inside and that kind of thing. Can get that. Yeah. Uh, you can go into one of the many saunas. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a pool that has a bar in it if you like to drink alcohol, or you could get a non-alcoholic drink. Yeah. Nobody's judging, except you can only have three alcoholic drinks if that's what you want. That's probably enough. Is it a hot pool? A cool, uh, a cool it's, pool. It's, it's a cool pool. What's your? So you go and spend the day. Sure. Yeah. 
And what's what is your favorite treatment? Like Ooh, the hot stones, cupping. It's like picking a favorite finger. You know, <laughs> I, I want all my fingers to stay. I want all the treatments. I've not had all the treatments actually. I've had manicure, pedicure, and a shiatsu massage. So just just a few punches on the card. Yeah. Well, You're, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I was recently at the uh, at the airport out there in uh-huh. San Francisco. I was out there. Uh, and uh, I, I had a little bit of time before the flight because I got there early and I had to, I actually, I didn't, it wasn't getting there early. They rescheduled it and then I had to get there early. <laughs> so sure. it was like, anyhow, that the point is they have those little spa expresses that are set Ooh. up there. And I thought, well, this is wonderful. I often travel to different places. And sometimes I travel with a colleague and that colleague is fond of getting these massages. So I thought, well, she does it. She's not there today, but I'll, I'm going to go and do this. By I got 15 bucks and or 15 minutes and 40 bucks to drop. I'll relax. Right. I deserve it. Yeah. Treat and, yourself. And I, you know, when you go in there, I prefer to have the lady do the massage. That's just personal preference. Okay. I like a gentle massage, and of course, I got the fella. Oh. And boy, he just dug in with his elbow, yeah. and he was rubbing the back of my head, giving me like that Indian burn or like little, uh-huh. like little baby dreadlocks so in the back of like my. So it was like summer camp all over again. Oh, it was horrible. Oh. I was like just my face in the donut, Flashbacks. just wishing it would end. It was. Did you tip him? <laughs> generously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summer I camp. Do, I do for everybody. Did you go to a camp? Uh, some, yeah. 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 Uh, brownies, brownies. Yeah, the uh, the, the training ground for, for Girl, Girl Scouts. Scouts. That's yes. right. Yeah. And Truth. did you, did you go on to be a successful Girl Scout? Uh, I did not. I chose not to. Nobody else Had wanted enough? to do Girl Scouts in junior high, so everyone bailed. I bailed as well. We you had other interests. Walked away. Yeah. No, no regrets. No hard Smoking feelings. Smoking out back behind the <laughs> gymnasium. They might what? have. I did not. Not <laughs> until I was a grown up, and it was inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> to, to be hanging out around yeah. the school. <laughs> well, I didn't really know where where I was, to be honest. In my defense, I was. I did not know where I was. You didn't realize it was so close to a junior high. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> they look young for college Studio students. Studio Fifty Four was a hell of a time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And it's a public school. It could be anywhere in New York City. You know, all that's the buildings true. look alike. That's one of the yeah. That's one of the sneaky things. Could be they a do. public school. Could be a castle. You don't know. You don't know where you <laughs> are. Until you're inside. Studio and 54 even then, was a crazy time. You could be halfway through a massage and not, and not be sure what's going on. Tell me about it. Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. That was wild, huh? Yeah. A lot of I imagine a lot of cocaine nails. Yeah, it looked a lot like uh, this morning when I walked out and <laughs> snow had already fallen. Yes, snow like, everywhere. Oh, after party. Look at that. <laughs> Just like the floor. They seem to have tell. a good time there. Yeah, everybody seemed to be having a good time. And now where's where's the modern day Studio 54? Well, everybody wants to know that. Yeah. Everybody wants to know Probably that. Probably just podcasts now. Pretty much. This is the fun. Yeah, you're, you're telling me, Dale. You're telling me. Here well, we are. Do, they do dancing and drugs and things in New York today still. They do dancing. Yeah. yeah. I do dancing wherever I am. I believe that. I'm a happy person. I can tell. Yeah. And so, you, and then did you study, you studied art in Mississippi? Yes. Or you studied art in Pittsburgh? No, you moved Studied to- art in Mississippi. I have a studio degree in painting and drawing. That's great. What was the idea there? Uh, paint and draw. And do you, you know, still keep that active I now? do, not as much as comedy and performance. But you find but a way to integrate that? 
I was for a while drawing portraits of people on stage and yeah. um, turning those into storyboards of sorts. Oh. Um, so mostly storytellers, Peter Aguero, Adam Wade, they both had or have shows at Understate Marks. Yeah. And I would yes. draw their shows and post them online. And then uh, I stopped doing that. The end. The end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I got busy with other projects. And I also sure. uh, got busy... Uh, grieving actually is a lot of what happened with that to get real here for a moment because in August of 2011 my parents both passed away and um, I thank you it's a difficult time it was a very difficult time and together uh, at once it was 18 days apart and separate causes and the way they went neither neither knew that the other had gone oh right yeah yeah it sounds awful I'm okay. Yeah, no, so, but it sounds awful. But I'm a little heartbroken. It's, I was a little yeah. heartbroken too. Yeah, and so I stopped doing a lot of extra things after that. After I got back to New York. Yeah, and just went through the motions of my own shows and barely did that. You know, I just was on like the basic operational level of things. If if that, like outside of the house, inside the house. Oh, it felt good to wallow. Yeah. It did. <laughs> yeah, you have to. It felt, it goes felt on, it like goes on normal for a little, little while, doesn't it? awful. Yeah, it went yeah. on for a while. You don't know in, how it's going to affect you until you're in it. As, so I've heard it described as an awful club you don't want to belong to. Yeah. And it is absolutely right. And there's no way to convey what it feels like until you're in the club. And then people who are in the club have been the most supportive and understanding and people who aren't in the club, uh, you know, they, they try. Like, I tried before I was in the club to be, to, 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 yeah, you know. To be uh, to, sympathetic, yeah. empathetic. It's like being newly single in a room full of people who've never had their hearts broken. Right. Somebody recently told me, like, being in a room full of Mormons. <laughs> so maybe like that, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everybody, all my friends had their parents still, and their parents were driving them nuts. And right. Uh, I didn't know until th- my parents were gone how much I missed them driving me nuts. So right. how much I would miss it. Yes. Um, but it's like a spiritual hurt is like a physical hurt. You, you know, you treat it and you let it mend and learn how to walk with it. That's right. It, that's exactly what it's like. You, you some, carry it with you. Yeah. And, yeah. And some days you can tell when the rain's coming because you know <laughs> you're a little achy. But, uh, you know, most days you walk like a normal, regular person. Yes. A normal, it, regular <laughs> person. <laughs> Who has no problems at all. No problems, yeah. Um, but also part of that grieving process was cleaning out my parents' house because since then we've sold it. We had an estate sale and we sold the house yeah. that I grew up in. And they saved everything that we ever did. They had four perfect children and they saved everything that was every in the house. Drawing, every drawing, yeah. every uh, handprint. And I threw a lot of it. A lot of it's in a Mississippi landfill, yeah. hopefully decomposing beautifully into the earth. Um, but some of it, a lot of it also actually went to the estate sale. Mm-hmm. And one woman sent me some of the drawings that she bought of mine, some of my drawings, to sign because oh. she's having them framed. Well, that's so, pretty that's Yeah, nice. that's very nice. And another woman still, after she researched who we are through the estate sale, she contacted me through Facebook and said, I read about you and your family, and I bought some of these drawings hoping to make a profit from it, from them. 
would you like them back? I feel bad taking them. And I was like, oh, you're sweet. No, take them. Just 50-50. Just do a a cut. 60-40 if you're really feeling generous. I still have so much art from, I saved a lot of that art. Yeah. And I let a lot go. I let a lot go. And it felt good to let it be in the world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that plus being sad equaled I didn't make art for a while. Yeah, it's, <laughs> hard, I, it's hard to because so much of it's like a, It's just more like stuff. Like when you're out there in the though, cold cold water or something, all the all the, the, the heat rushes into the, to the interior to protect the core. And your extremities, you can't quite do all the other things that all. you could normally do. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No, I'm... I, I'm uh, Oh, it might be about uh, 20 years or so since my mother passed. Awful. And uh, I, I was a, a much younger person at the time, and it just, it, it, it's difficult. But, and it's still with me today. But yeah. I also, uh, I know that everything I've done since then has been kind of informed by that, and I've, I feel as if I've honored her with every step. But uh, I do know that feeling of, my goodness. And about once a year, I kind of get taken down by it, and I have to uh, struggle through a little bit. Right, Yeah. Yeah, August. August is August that. is yeah. your time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, March is my uh, real. So we're oh, coming up awful. on it. Awful. We're <laughs> coming up on it. But, um, well, I'm glad that you, but you've, you've come through. Yeah, I'm all right. You are who I wrote you are. a show about it. Oh, yes. This was a solo show that yeah. you had. Yeah. yeah. It's called You're Doing Great, A Bold Faced Lie. Yes. And well said. That was something that I blurted to my siblings the first day I got home during uh, the month my parents started dying left and right. And uh, I just blurted out, you know, you're doing great. And they laughed because we weren't doing great. We were doing the opposite of great. Uh, but we said it to each other as an irony to represent our misery. And in the telling of the story, uh, I think we, I show how we heal through yeah. making each other laugh during that time and getting through the, the weird process of grieving and all the other people who get involved who are grieving also, but uh, you have to kind of be a diplomat during this time when you're, you need to be taken care of. Right. You know, you have to speak on behalf of the family and your parents who you've just lost or are losing and uh, keep it together to not hurt other people's feelings for saying the wrong thing. Right. 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 <laughs> it's a little, uh, there's some politics there. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but basically the show is a love story. The story is a love story. And how long ago were you doing that show? The last one I did was this month, February. Oh, recent. Oh, yeah. this month. Yeah. On the 16th. This Of this year? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I started performing it last summer, have fine-tuned it a little bit, and I am in the process of planning more of a run because I've done just one-offs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should be... Hopefully, we'll get information about that together soon. Where, where, and when? Excellent. Well, I'm glad. I'm 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 glad to hear that it's it's still going on. That people can. I would like to do it a lot this year and then never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Right, some things are like that. Well, this last one that I did, uh, I hadn't performed it in over two months, almost th- three, and uh, just rehearsing it the afternoon before performing it was brutal just because I relive it yeah you have to go through it all again even with the humor in it I relive it right um then performing it for people is it just takes a lot out of me sure yeah 
But fortunately, my friends still come see the show, <laughs> which is really nice. <laughs> oh, um, I have really tolerant friends. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's key, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It, I just I keep hearing this little thing. What is it? It's a it's a chicken. No. That, this little fella that oh, dances the... in the sun. <laughs> it's driving me. It's Aww. driving me a little crazy. Little so chicken. I'm going to just set him down. I couldn't hear him. No well. Oh, I hear him now. When you're okay. when you're tuned into it, it, it rocks back and forth like a uh -huh. little metron is solar powered. Uh huh. And uh, it just I don't. It was just. Is distracting it to let me. you know when the sun comes out? That's right. I don't, it has no purpose. It just does a little <laughs> dance. Right. It's a little. It's a little joy bearer. He, he brings a little bit oh. of joy into the. Okay. But um, which is probably appropriate at this point in our discussion. Why not? But uh, little chicken. <laughs> hey, little sun chicken. Cool it. <laughs> talking about grief son chicken <laughs> yeah get on board don't bring your sunny rays in here with your little dancing you could also put him in the show if you want oh thanks i'll if, keep if that in gets mind especially dark just scoot chicken up okay you might need a flashlight or something oh we'll see okay <laughs> well that's good so that that that'll kind of wind up this year and you'll be able to say okay that's enough for that but you I have so many so. other things going there's on there's a lot too. of other things going on and uh, and uh, so what pittsburgh yeah. Just to back up, you 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 went there to, to hang out with somebody, then you got working in the arts. Was yes. the path then, I'm going to be on this artistic uh, uh, track? Uh, yeah. Uh, Was and it to all, have a studio and to, to do all that? I Well, I did that for a while, actually. My first day job was as an artist assistant for Bob Qualters, who had a mural project for Homestead, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And we made mural banners. He designed and painted them. I did the, you know, underpainting and, you know, uh, go fetch type stuff as an assistant would do. And we worked so well together that we finished ahead of the deadline and I felt really great about it till I realized I've just worked myself out of a job. Um, <laughs> right. and Take your womp, time. Womp. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. But I had other work through the Warhol and the Carnegie Museums. And I wanted to try comedy, and Pittsburgh seemed like a good place to do that because I had no family there to embarrass. And that's the number one rule in families is don't embarrass the family. <laughs> well, a lot of families, not every family. And that, uh, now that's, the, that's the fella outside. Is he? Oh, I wasn't sure. You see, that one was of the, the joys of living down at the port is that <laughs> you have people who are just out there and enjoying their time, and he marks marks the passing of the day by taking a heavy rock mm -hmm. and wailing it against the uh, lamppost. So, there. how many beats was that? Five, four? Uh, I th yeah, about yeah, four or five. If I were under oath, I wouldn't be able to give a clear answer <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, we, we'd both be in trouble. You can't handle the count. <laughs> um, so it's one twenty, one twenty-one yeah. yep. in the afternoon. So yep. that means nothing to me because I don't know. How many beats that was? We can hear it in playback. We'll fix it in post production. Well, four. And by time. we, I That's mean right. you. That's right. I'll yeah. do. I'll do a lot of editing for this. Thank you. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I sorry to interrupt, That's but all right. I, I like no, to because is... I feel like our audience is here with us, so I want them okay. to know if that I'm not just I'm not banging on some metal pole. <laughs> The sun chicken. <laughs> I didn't choose that moment to, to put in a sun chicken and a pole banging. It's just live podcasting in so, a recording Sun chicken and area. pole banging, incidentally, uh -huh. is one of the names of my solo show. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so you wanted it. to get into comedy and you started doing it out there? Yeah, and uh, started waiting tables to have a more flexible schedule and... Stand-up? Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was a lot of... It was some stand-up, but a lot of more theater, cabaret-type things where I was working with uh, drag queens and costuming-type elements yeah. and singing, that sort of thing. And those theatrical elements fed into any stand-up that I did or um, the thing that started developing that I would take on tour was uh, more of cabaret. Yeah. And I would book myself in musical venues and even in New York I would come here to do like a night at the Knitting Factory back when it was in Tribeca. Mm-hmm. And um, So you've always been drawn to variety. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you like variety? Like the I old, do. the old variety shows. Oh, absolutely. Sonny and Cher and Dean Martin. I love it. They've never been able to revive it in a way that's been satisfactory. I think for modern audiences on the television. Well, well I think for audiences in person, that's true. And it might just be you hadn't have to be there live to really experience how much how much fun it is. I don't know. The television right. ones back in the in the day were good. Fantastic. They worked. Yeah. But now I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's because they put that Jessica Simpson and Nicholas. They had one. They had a variety show. They had a variety show that they came out and did, and it was d- terrible. Was it a reality show? <laughs> no, 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 no. Calling a variety no, no, show? No, 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 not not that one. That one I also watched. I have all the DVDs of it. No, uh, uh, wow, uh, you do. <laughs> I'm just crazy. wild for those two. Yeah. Uh, no, but they had a they had a variety show, and you just think of all the talented people out there doing it. Yourself, right. other people. Why? Why do, give it to the least capable among us? That's and they had odd. skits and stuff. It was really terrible. I never saw it. No, don't. I feel like that's another thing I can be grateful for. Yes, I don't you, mean you, anything you, against you can. these people. But that's just... how that's how I started too. Was hosting cabarets, mm-hmm. and I'd bring up you know a lousy puppet show. I'd have that happen, and then a comedian. <laughs> would you introduce it that way? And, uh, no, here's just... a lousy puppet show. <laughs> no, you could just. Do... <laughs> The audience knew. <laughs> it required no explanation. Apparently. Well, that's why I say on my show, No Bummers, in the yeah. Big Shrink. Um, Big Shrink is the show that is you the do variety show every month. Yes, at the UCB at Theater the UCB. East. And, and it's got dancers and it's got puppets. Uh, they're stuffed animals. Stuffed they're, animal. With they're, characters. They're characters. They, they're kind of figureheads. Yeah. Um, they... They've been around a while, and uh, like Monkey, he's just Monkey. Pony is our press agent, and he sends out emails. He doesn't have any eyes, but he has vision as he directs my career across the Gowanus, which he did today, (laughs) which I'm very pleased with. He's going to be well rewarded for this. in heaven. Absolutely. (laughs) He'll get his in heaven. Give him the day off or a carrot or whatever you give him. (laughs) Lots of hay. Yeah, hay. That'll be nice. Pony says hay. Um, he never says nay. So isn't that wonderful? Isn't it ironic? That's the real it's an ironic pony. He trained in improv then, didn't he? Never say nay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those guys are there, and we have other characters. Um, our super fan, who says he's been to every show, but I've not really ever seen him except one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fupa, who's my pet rescue cat. Yeah. Fupa has a large upper body and a smaller lower body because he has feline aids from the waist down. That's it. That's it. but somebody is performing in that. Yes. As that character. Yes. Okay. Um, and the dancers and uh, oh, we have Dame J.K. Fowling, <laughs> who's a turkey. 
<laughs> Brit- a British turkey. Yes. I I didn't know uh, that. Obviously. There were British turkeys. I thought they were uh, native to the, you know, Americas. Yes. But uh, she told me. <laughs> I once tried to take a leak behind a barn up there in Vermont, <laughs> and uh-huh. there wasn't anybody around because I thought, well, I'll just I'll just run over there. Nobody. It was at a house, so it doesn't matter. And I walked around there thinking I was fine. I didn't want to be out of sight sure. of anybody, but also just. And a, uh, just a, a flock of wild turkeys came running through there. And, you know, when you're, when you're in that uh, situation, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. So anyway, if I didn't, if I wasn't about to relieve myself against a barn and I saw wild turkeys running towards mm-hmm. me, I would be scared. But as it was, because you're vulnerable with, with things hanging out uh-huh. and the turkeys running towards you, it was very, a very terrifying experience for me up there. So well, I just had to let you know that I have an association with turkeys. Well, it's because like you pulled your pecker out. That that's right. That's turkeys are Immediate, called by immediately drawn by, to it by pecker. I mean, come on. <laughs> so that's great. And then you have the music that happens on there. Uh, yeah, there's a an opening theme song. You write every Monkey show. Pony. Uh, we script every show for the characters, and we try to have a story arc of. Like there's a problem at the beginning, different ways to approach solutions, and then final solution. And, and we do call it the final solution. No, we don't call it that. I just said <laughs> that right now, and now I feel silly. I would avoid that. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? But does it have to do with therapy or no? No, it uh, actually has to do with coming closer together. Um, this show not started. Um, not yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. Not. Fingers crossed. Not. Okay. Not, not. Uh, yeah. The show started at Otto Shrunken Head, uh-huh. the Tiki Bar on 14th Street. So the original show was Shrink at Otto Shrunken Head. Uh-huh. And the theme song goes, when you shrink, you come closer together. Okay. Yeah. And so now the show has moved and it's big. Yeah. So it's the big shrink. I see. Like putting a sweater in the dryer. Well, you have to be really inside there to know that. Or, you know, just come to the show once and hear the theme song. <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs> you make it clear. That's that's key. Uh, what Did you have a favorite variety show that you liked? That you were always... Was that some, a part of your childhood? I like the, the Dean Martin variety show. Yeah. It was good. But the Gold Digger backup dancers were yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Inspiration for the Big Shrink dancers. He kept things tight, didn't he? Oh, yeah. It was all fun. <laughs> and then maybe a, a surprise guest come through the door, you yeah. know? Jimmy Stewart. Or yeah, just crack them up. Yeah, just, just crack them up. up. Just goofy. <laughs> crack them up. That's all. That's all. And when did you, how long have you been affiliated with UCB? I started You're wearing taking, a, a UCB sweatshirt. Uh, coincidentally, yes. Right yeah. um, I, this was a panic move for getting dressed today. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I panicked into a cardigan Ooh, and you panicked nice. into a sweatshirt. Well, I have on an Edith Prickly oh, t-shirt yes. from SCTV days. I don't wear it often. Um but yeah, and I you didn't. wanted to cover it up. Well, I wanted to look put together and comedic, but ladylike. And what are you going to do? Like, how do you do that? I know. I, know. I think I did you well because I have to go from this to I'm hosting Lloyd Night tonight at the oh. UCB Theater East, and also bartending. So I need to be a little utilitarian, a little yep. glamorous for the stage, and a little podcast worthy. It's layers. That's all. Layers. So I, the, I say the hoodie was a panic move, but it was like a comfort go-to move. Because I could have done cardigan. Yep. But also, I'm going to work tonight. Yeah, no, that's good. 
And it's very warm. This hoodie it, is very warm. <laughs> you sold Quite me warm. on the hoodie. I'm going to get one. No, it's got a nice uh, nice texture on the yeah, inside. It's like a good a thickness. Fleeciness. It's, uh, it's wonderful. This and was black in the lost goes and, with anything. Yeah, this was in the lost and found. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the me. right price, too. <laughs> <laughs> is it fun to do the, uh, to do the, um, uh, did you say how, how long you've been affiliated with it? Oh, I started taking classes at UCB in 2007 when I moved here. Oh, so right away. Yeah. You knew, you knew that that was the place to be. Well, because yeah. Because you started out <laughs> doing the variety stuff. and uh, I did, the variety shows started in 2008 separately. At Otto's. At Otto's. But the, between the, the long train trip from Pittsburgh to New York. <laughs> huh you were already doing variety successfully yes. with drag queens, and you had some kind of show going on. Yes. And then you, you, for some reason, moved to New York. To, to perform. To perform. Yeah. You knew you wanted to get there. Yeah. And so you, Since I was a kid, I've wanted to be here. That's wonderful yeah. that you're living out your the dreams. The Wells Fargo guy told me tales of the city, <laughs> and it sounded fascinating. <laughs> There's a shining city by the sea. Really? The Sharon, sea? get there. Get there. Well, that's great. And uh, so, but you knew to seek out UCB as a place to go. Yes. Because it was uh, really happening. It still is happening. It is. Uh, I heard about it through friends who are also performing in Pittsburgh. Um, and actually, two of them are in New York and doing well. Uh, it's always nice to hear. Wise, improv and writing wise. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. And so. I had heard about it and thought, like, I should just go up there and take classes. And I ended up staying. I didn't intend to move at first and then ended up staying. And I uh, I took a break from it for a while, yeah. improv. Um, I've talked to several improvisers, and you kind of have to have a clear head emotionally to be a good improviser. This yeah. is not always the case, but um, I just have had, like, different things happen in the last few years like when I moved here I was married and uh, then I got divorced yeah and that's uh, that's a weird thing in life it take it takes up a certain takes, amount of uh, uh, energy and time yeah and yeah. so I took a break from improvising after a while um, yeah. Yes, and you're wrong. <laughs> yes, and that's not fair. <laughs> yes, and have the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, uh, uh, my my wife and I we split up. Oh no! Uh, uh, and uh, uh, that's when I went to L.A. and uh, you know, kind of just that's what I call lost years out there. And that's uh -huh. when I stumbled into UCB. Interesting. And took a number of courses there until I just couldn't deal with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And uh, I appreciate everything they do, and I've talked to great people from there, and it's a terrific organization. <laughs> and I just, I, you know, well, I got, I got it. And like, then at a certain point, I said, if you're just going to break the rules that we're all being trained to do, then I'm, I don't, I can do that without paying for it. Sure. I appreciate learning the form. It's not, an, I'm not native to that form, and so it's tough for me to get into it. And that's and thrive. And that's all it is. Is like it. They teach the herald, and the herald is the main form yeah. performed there. But it's not the only kind of improv. It's not the only kind of Funny. comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that is the, what UCB does. Yes. And I think it's great. Do it and do it very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think also uh, they do that, and and here especially maybe in LA too, but here they really have built a community of people and that's, who are willing to do anything. Yeah, and that's what draws me to it. Yeah. Is um, actually I was an I was a tech intern 
back uh, a few years ago, and the house manager, the afternoons that I was the tech intern, was Austin Rodriguez, and he would just crack me up, and just subtly at yeah. first, and then I got to know him a little bit better, and I realized, like, that's a really funny guy. <laughs> and in 2011, after my parents died, I came back to New York, and I didn't have a job lined up because the kids I had been babysitting uh, moved away because their parents moved away, and that's how that works. That often happens. Yeah. Yep. And Very few was, leave their children behind anymore. That's the thing. And old I New could York. have old New York. You yeah, that. just leave the kids, yep. and then I'll watch them. But then, like, how do I get paid? Yes, is no, the thing. I, there's a lot of problems with that plan. Exactly. So I didn't have anything lined up, and Austin emailed me to see if I wanted to be a bartender. Yeah. Because of our working relationship. Had you previously bartended before? Uh, I, you know, done coffee shop type work, yeah. and this. Uh, UCB East currently has a, you know, a beer wine license. Oh, that's all it is. I can. You don't have to mix stuff. I can open a beer. Yeah. Uncork a bottle of wine. <laughs> You're qualified. I can do that. <laughs> I've done a little bit of that at home. <laughs> but I've told him this several times. Like his reaching out to me was a game changer, for me because I didn't have the capacity to look for a job right then. Yeah. And all I had to do was show up, and open. At the, you know, drinks for people I know. Right. Well, also, uh, I mean, you had good friends and that thing, but it's it's nice to be to sit for the community to respond. Yeah. And say, hey, c- come on and, and join in with us. Yeah, and I felt that more the more I've been around uh, the community has been really uh, healing. I'll yeah. say. Yeah. Very beneficial. And so you also have then uh, a parallel to all this started a podcast. A year ago? Two years ago? Oh, um, it would have been 2000, maybe 2012, early 2012, something like that. And that was with Cool Super Cool Network. No, it was late 2012. I'm sure this information's online. Anyway. (laughs) um, (laughs) Probably on your Wikipedia. You're saying I could have looked it up. Somebody already looked it up before I started saying it and saying it to the speakers now. Sharon, it was October 2012, dum-dum. But we did about 30-something podcasts through the Cool Super Cool Network, and then they downsized, and we took a break. But it was actually good because uh, that was when I started working on You're Doing Great, A Bold Face Lie, and I needed to put my energy into that. And then once that show got up, I had a conversation with the guys at Grumpy Films. They mainly make comedic shorts, Mm -hmm. but they have recording equipment, and I asked if they would be interested in producing my podcast. Yeah. And that has been working very well. We've done, I think, 12 or so. We're coming up on our 50th episode all together, like counting Cool Super Cool to today. And, yeah, I'm glad we took a break from it. I'm glad to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like to take the seasons here. I take the summer off. Nice. And then I come back to it. Good. And now season six is where we are are now. 140 some episodes or something like that. Sweet. But, uh, and yeah, and I'm, it sounds great. You, the podcast sounds great. And you've talked to so many, oh, so many good comedians and storytellers, some of which have been on this show, of course, too. But, yeah. um, and we were going to, we were going to, I was going to really dazzle you with the, Mike shut up, and I apologize that we... I'm dazzled. (laughs) 
this view oh, and that you. chicken. Everything's I great. Know, know, the dude beating on the pole outside. We've got everything. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say pecker a few times. It's <laughs> yeah, good. You're still saying it. <laughs> so. Pecker. But Sharon spells show. We didn't say what the podcast That's was called. That's what it's called, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. So all things considered, <laughs> things went pretty well taking that train out here to yeah, to New York. so far so good. Yeah. I love New York. Yeah. I do. No, it's always been a dream for you. Yeah. It's it flawed and it's beautiful. It's great. No, it's... I want to stick around. It's wonderful. And we have a show coming up? Um, yeah, actually, the um, 25th, uh, or the 28th of February is a Friday. Yeah. And I think this may drop after that. After that? Well, then you will have already been to... They will already have a chance to see that, The yes. Big Shrink's first anniversary again. <laughs> <laughs> because it's our second anniversary. And you just keep doing that first year party. Well, I want us to be successful within our first year. I don't think it's too ambitious <laughs> to set that as a goal. I like that as and, a plan. Uh, yeah, so we're having our first anniversary again. And I heard there might be industry there. Oh, I know. that's always, that's always <laughs> Very exciting. exciting and enticing. Yes, yes. And there's industry. Um, when the whisper of industry ooh, shall grace ooh. you. And then what do you, what did you like to do with it? Would, would that be the thing? What? TV? Your thing. I don't know. I think it Whatever should be on you TV. Wanna, wanna I think the show to. should be on TV. It's so you take worth, the, the it's ready. Sh- and yeah. this Sharon Spell thing would just be a nice thing to keep going. But that'll be the talk show for TV. Like the podcast transfer into Are you talking about more. a network? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Or we'll figure it out. I, just, you know, you make plans, but also plans happen to you. Yes. Yeah. If you stay in the same place long enough, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Or be open be open to <laughs> receive new plans. Sure. And say, oh, yeah, I have actually, I have something that fits into that idea. Right. And here it is. Boom. But, we, you, but there is some in, intention on, on your part. There's some, there's some aspiration that those yes. things are translated love, to TV. You I love, love TV. the live show, and I love TV. But I yeah. love having the live show at the UCB theaters. And it yeah. thrills me every month when Nate, the artistic director, emails me and asks, would you like to come back? The following month, and I write back, yes, I would like that very much. Thank you. And I hope he's listening because I'm talking as though I'm speaking to him right now. Um, We have a March date, and that is Tuesday the 25th. Oh, that's great. At 8 o'clock. That's wonderful. That's good. I know I've been uh, talking to Nate as well, and we'll see see what happens. But we just did our first show at the pit. Yeah. uh, uh, And we had a great time. Cool. We had a good time up there. I believe it. And uh, I hope. Wherever it is, it's just nice to have a place to go. Isn't it? You know, the, the, I just need the, a place to go. <laughs> <laughs> I need somewhere to End be. End of the day. Maybe I'm setting the bar too low. Or just right. <laughs> you know, I did something today. That's right. I went somewhere. I had somewhere to be. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'm glad that you chose this as a place to be today. Yes, thanks for this having has me. been lovely. Yes, I really it's appreciate good. it. And I hope that people will check out the podcast. Yeah. Which you could, is it have a, its own website or only through... Uh, iTunes. iTunes. You yeah. Can get a Sharon Spell you can show. go to my website and find out information about all of this. Yeah. Just do that. We'll post it. We'll post it. Yeah. But the podcast, Sharon Spell Show, the live variety show, The Big Shrink. Big Shrink. And You're Doing Great, a Bold Face Lie is the story about uh, my family. Right. I was going to say my parents dying, but that's the big part of the story, but the bigger part is family and how you still all, together. How you all deal with it. Yeah. How you get to be doing fine. Yeah. And that's uh, no dates to be announced. No dates currently. Dates but look to be announced. For it. People will have it now on their radar. Sure. And that when it comes across, t- I have a book oh, that, that I'm uh, passively working on. Wow. About it, yeah. I say passively. Like there's a good chunk of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's all, it's it's Thank terrific. You. I'm Thanks. glad you're engaged in so many levels and so many Ooh. fronts. I to, need to uh, yeah start drawing portraits again. Yeah. So I have something else to do. Well, anytime. <laughs> if you want to, you want to draw me, I'll come over. Okay. Uh, you know, I won't put on a cardigan. I'll put on the suit. I'll, I'll do it. Ooh. I'll do the whole thing. Okay. I'll give you 100%. Okay. Okay. We'll figure that it's out. It's got to be great. I believe it. It's like the Titanic. That scene is like the Titanic. Like right? one of my French girls. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I assume you have French girls at the house. So, All okay. the time. <laughs> Good. May we? <laughs> well, that's great. I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm thrilled for you. I'm glad you were able to, to do the show. My pleasure. And, Thank you. Um, and and uh, have a great uh, shift tonight and a great shows coming. Thanks. Up. Yeah. And, uh, people can come by and have a beer with you. Sure, I'll pour them a beer. You'd open one up for them if they yeah. came by. If they're if they have a valid ID, <laughs> I check IDs. Yes, no good. You should. Yeah. In this day and age. Yeah, even if they look old. <laughs> The thing, the thing that makes me giggle is people born in uh, 1992, oh. and I ask for their ID, and they're like, oh, thank you so much. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down, child. Or people even born in 1984. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. Calm down. It's time. Just keeps going. Back in my day, when Wilson was president. <laughs> That's right. Studio 54 was banging. <laughs> The you whole. could just drink a beer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it was a simpler time. A simpler, oh, a simpler time. time. But uh, we have to live in the present. Don't we? <laughs> we do. We have no choice. We actually have no choice. All right, Sharon, this has been great. Thank you, Dave. Uh, now, uh, till next time. Oh, uh, well, what I should say this. We have a live show coming up April 2nd. It's going to be at the pit at uh, down, down there in the underground at 8 o'clock. Uh, We've got uh, Olivia Scott. Nice. Uh, Phoebe Robinson. Oh, great. Uh, uh, Maris Kreitzman from uh, uh, Slaughterhouse 90210. Great, great blog. Okay. Got a book now. And Liz Danzico, who uh-huh. uh, is the new creative director at NPR. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic discussion. I look forward to that. And, of course, uh, look at look for it on our site there and wherever else you find information who knows who knows yeah and uh, remember to listen to us on uh itunes or stitcher radio and you can rate and review us that'd be fantastic now till next time i'll be using my empty whiskey bottles in an elaborate ceremony to ward off further snowfall now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley. Original music by Steve O'Reilly. The intro theme to Season 6 is composed and performed by Katie Mullins. Season 6 podcast icon by Sunil Manchikanti. Posters and logo treatment for the live shows by Daniel Spencer Levine. Hey, why not rate and review us on iTunes or you can listen to me on Stitcher Radio. Stream anytime. For the latest, follow me on Twitter, at Dale Radio, or find us on Facebook. You're the best. 